Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Independent Waters. I am your host, as always, Mikey Manfredi, and joining me, as always, is my co-host and the other host of this show. You know him. You love him. Zach Batista. <laughs> Zach, Aww, you... how you doing, buddy? Ooh, I'm gonna suck my mic over. You flatter me. <laughs> it is... I cannot get over how whenever like I, winter it always throws me off because it gets so dark so quickly so it's like six o'clock and it feels like it's like midnight. Yeah, it's it's actually it's seven thirty right now. <laughs> it always throws yeah, me off. It feels like fail. it feels like it's like ten outside. I just took my dog for a quick walk before this recording, and boy, mm. it is cold and it is dark. Yep, <sighs> it's the winter. <laughs> yeah, very very thrilled about that. I guess <laughs> I don't mind the winter too much. It's yeah, when I, I, mean, it. I I usually like the winter too. It's just like when it gets so dark so early, it messes up my whole routine. And everything. All that. I guess yeah. it's just. I mean, I guess I understand why animals hibernate. It's just so easy to fall asleep now. You're right. That is true. It is so easy to fall asleep. I want to fall asleep right now. <laughs> I probably will do so as well. I got work in the morning. Ooh, hey. rough, buddy. Yeah, pay so well. <laughs> all right, so. We watched some. I think I think some okay matches this week. Yeah. Uh, I I had some. I had some. I had some pretty good ones. I think you. I think you said you had some pretty good ones as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have a little bit of a surprise later because I gave you a match for the double down, but I gave you the choice to pick between two, and I don't know which one you picked. Yes. So let's save that. Mm-hmm. All right. So who started off? Who kicked us off last week? Let me see. Going back to my notes. Let's see. I had that. No, 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 no. I believe, I want to say you started us off. All right, so why don't you kick us off with your first match of the week? All right, will do. One of these days, by the way, someone's just going to be like, y'all never keep track of it, and they're just going to, we're just going to get corrected for it every time. I, okay, I I, re- I listened to this other podcast called Wonderful, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a, a guy and his wife. Yeah. And they just talk about things they like, and it's very, like, turn-based like ours is. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. But... They, and they always forgot who goes first. And they always just ask <laughs> at the beginning of every episode. But one of the fans made a website that just <laughs> says whose turn it is. That's awesome. And it's very funny. <sighs> All right. Let's start out with the gate with my 
favorite match that I watched it this week. Okay. So I decided to go find a wrestler who I've heard a, a lot about mainly from our newest members for the Countout Network about Chris Bay. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a match with this man, but I've seen uh, promos for him in, I believe it was Impact, I think New Japan's, like, Junior Super Cup, I think it was, or one of the tournaments he was in that too, or is going to be in that. So I was like, alright, let me find a match of his, because, you know, why not? And I ended up settling for his match against Shogun Jones at Future Stars of Wrestling. That's a name I haven't heard ever. Yeah. I looked Shogun at this... Jones? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I like the name a lot. Seems it's big, cool. big tall man. Sounds like it's right out of Cyberpunk. Yeah. <laughs> so this is for the championship, I believe. I forgot, like the future stars of wrestling championship that uh, currently Bay is the title holder. This match okay. is just two super confident guys. In the sense that you you can't really tell who the face and heel is at times. Though if I had to give one here, I'd say Shogun would be the heel and Bay would be mm-hmm. the face because the crowd. While they did like Shogun a lot more, were more into Bay's side, and Shogun got a lot more disrespectful on Bay in this match, which I'll get into in a bit. Okay. If I had to describe this match off the bat, just to know what you're getting yourself into, this match is a really well done David versus Goliath type match. Oh yeah. Yeah. Explain okay. how. All right. Well, I'll show you with this match. All right. So the match starts off. Shogun literally just starts by tough by towering over Bay, and he just pie faces him in the face, and then right off the bat, right after this, Bay's like, "All right, motherfucker." And he just unleashes a flurry, like, just, like, a ton of strikes that literally Shogun can't keep up with no matter what. But one thing to note of here is that uh, there's a point where Shogun actually does grab a hold of Bay, right? And when Mm -hmm. he chucks him, he, like, completely overpowers him, stops him dead to rights just in the middle of his, his, like, strikes. Now, granted, Bay does get out of it for a bit and he continues okay. to fight but it's like a really it's that point where you can tell that the theme of this match is really going to be that shogun may not be able to keep up with bay's just sheer speed but once he gets a hit he's gonna knock bay down really hard like it's just like i guess it's like more quality strike power over the uh, quantity that bay can like dish out mm-hmm. speaking of which i'll give you a spot so right after i said that base uh got thrown by shogun he then gets he gets on the offense again and it's stopped for a bit when he tries to arm drag Shogun twice. Like, he tries to alternate arms, but each time Shogun literally just catches him and is like, that's not going to happen, buddy. So not then Bay, like, sh- chocks him in the chest a few times. And then Shogun just grabs him by the throat. And at commentary at this point then starts telling him that his finisher is the sit-out choke slam, and it is deadly. Which, by the way, mm-hmm. commentators, thank you for letting me know this, because otherwise I would be like, what's so special about him grabbing him by the throat for a choke slam? It's a choke slam. Yeah, that's true. It's, I mean, I mean, it is it is definitely good when commentators mm-hmm. are like, that's the finisher. Look, it's coming. You better yeah. watch out for it. It's always nice. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Bay does, is actually able to show uh, arm drag Shogun a bit here after he counters the choke slam from it and then hits a very smooth-looking springboard Hurricane Rana and then follows it up by doing this really cool, like, so Shogun's basically, like, in the corner standing up and instead of, like, doing, like, a couple knees to the chest, uh, like, a big boot to the face, Bay's like, nah, he just says, screw that, and he hops through the air and just double knees Shogun in the face. Like, just nah, jumps all that. the way up. I was like, alright, I'm like, that... He gave me a lot of, like, swerve vibes, if you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I got like you, it. I got you. I, li- I was like, I'm a fan of this. I'm like, keep going. So He's he does. Deep. Shogun then, um, so Bay tries to jump over him in the corner when Shogun charges him after this. But uh, mm-hmm. Bay actually wiggles out and does, like, 
and dodges this really big, like, huge big boot that comes flying at him, which you'll see later in the match, I'm pretty sure, is really <laughs> devastating to get hit by. But he's okay. able to actually sweep out his legs and then double stomp him on the back, which forces him to retreat to the outside. The first time this whole match, by the way, he's retreated. Up until this point, Bay's just gotten a lot of small hits in on him and has, like, really just kept control of it, but Shogun has just kind of, like, endured. Mm-hmm. So Bay then goes to do a suicide dive, but he does the classic where he, like, springboards on the rope back into the ring and taunts Shogun. So Shogun, in response, goes to get into the ring, and then he just gets Wrecking Ball drop kicked. Ooh. Love that. Brutal. Unfortunately for Bay, though, this is where his offense is put to a drastic end, as when he goes to punch Shogun on the apron, Shogun catches his leg, right? You know how mm-hmm. there's a spot where people take the leg and they throw it backwards towards the wrestler and they just face plant into the apron? Yes. Yeah, Bay instead gets spiked into the apron. Ooh. Like, I'm talking like it looked like this man got DDT <laughs> into the apron. Like, he got planted by this. I was like, oh, God. I'm like, he did. Or Yeah, that, at that the minimum, sounds rough. Yeah, he was on the ground for a bit after this, and Shogun was just kind of in the ring, trying to wait out the count up. But then he's like, "Well, I can't win by count up." So he gets in. He then just starts to pound Bay down, just dropping him on the apron. Just every time he tries to fight back, all it literally takes is just one strike, and Shogun just knocks him back down, easy. Mm-hmm. But he's not like chopping him in the chest and like kicking him a bunch of times like Bay was. It's just like one hit, and it's enough to knock him down. There's even a point here where. He flapjacks Bay, and the amount of height he actually gets here is ludicrous. This mm-hmm. is like some like AJ Styles level shit where I was just like, how did you gain that much height and not like lose control of your body and land well? <laughs> <laughs> Insane. So then Shogun, of course, is going to show off after he flipped him like that. Except then he tries to charge Bay, and Bay just rolls right out of the way. And he goes for Shogun's legs again, but this time he counters him and picks him up and puts him on the top rope. Bay then is able to kick Shogun away and tries to crossbody him, but Shogun catches him and then gives him two normal backbreakers, followed by a black hole slam-esque backbreaker, where, like, he spins Ooh. him around and then he lands him on his knee. And it Jeez. looked awesome. I bet. Again, Bay gets... Sounds so- awesome. It was cool. It was really nice. I really liked them. Like, it was like... I liked the, uh, the offensive maneuver of that, I guess we'll put it. So Bay then starts to come back again. He's, like, quickly palm-striking him. Starting to get, like, he goes for, like, a backhand, and then Shogun just forearms him in the face and just knocks him right back down to the ground. I'm just like, damn. <laughs> this point, Bay is just woozy by the ropes trying to get up. Shogun goes to kick him in the head, like, kind of like a V-trigger. And then mm. Bay pulls the ropes down, and because Shogun's so tall, his boot goes over his head, and he crotches himself on the ropes. Oh, no! <laughs> and then Bay gets up and does a springboard drop kick and just sends him to the outside. And then, uh, what does he do? Yeah, he goes onto the apron, super kicks him in the face, and then running moonsaults off the uh, corner post onto him. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Like, he runs That's towards a... the post and then flips backwards. It was awesome. Yeah. Again, sounds mm-hmm. awesome. It is sick. So then Bay gets him back into the ring, hits a huge drop kick that, like, reaches all the way up to his, like, chest. And if you know how tall they are when you, if you end up watching this match, you'll know that, like, he's got, like, a full head over Bay, Shogun's height. Okay. So, eventually, Bay then hits a running form in the corner and immediately turns it back onto Shogun, but Shogun goes for a German on him. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, Bay, Bay's able to actually get out of this because he attacks his hands, which commentary is like, oh, it's going to play into the uh, chokeslam later. Doesn't, but it was a nice spot anyway. <laughs> it, was a, it was a good thought. Yeah, it was a good thought. It was like one of those things where you're like, I see where you're going with that. Didn't really play into it, but I appreciate it. By then, at this point, Shogun is able to get him back, Bay back into the corner, and he goes to 
So, how do I put this? He throws Bay into the corner, right? Okay. Bay then balances himself on the top turnbuckle, like, upside down, like, standing in the air. And then he just mule kicks Shogun in the face when he runs towards him. And then hits him with a sliced bread. Which was something, a move I haven't seen since Brian Kendrick. So. <laughs> yeah. What's the sliced bread? Old, old sliced bread number two. Mm-hmm. So Man, that see. sounds wild. That sounds like a wild spot. It is. It's a cool spot. I've seen it before, but like I'm always a fan of like the mule kick as like a thing someone does in the match because it just looks like it hurts a lot more than it probably does. Yeah. So let's see. Bay yeah. tries to go for same thing with the corner drop kick. The corner drop kick's another one that Ooh, looks yeah. like it hurts a lot, but I feel like it's like fine. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Bay then goes for a springboard, but this time Shogun catches him, and Bay is again able to weasel himself out of his grasp. But finally, Shogun catches him with a German. This is like his third time, by the way, attempting this move. He finally hits him with the German and knocks him sideways with a big boot when he comes running after him afterwards just for good measure. Like, he literally kicks him and he, like, spins out like a top. Mm-hmm. So Shogun then <laughs> is then standing, stands up and he's, like, kind of, like, sizing Bay up like he's about to just hit him with a choke slam. But the, Bay then gets, starts to get up and he just collapses onto the apron because he's exhausted at this point. He then picks Shogun, then goes to the outside, uh, goes over the ropes, picks him up by his hair, and starts trash talking him, slapping him in the face, saying, like, you're not the champion, I'm the champion now. Which, oh, no. ironically, well, unfortunately for him, wakes Bay up so that he then can inziguri him, then take his head legs out with a wrecking ball dropkick into the ring, and then leg never, drops him on never, his head. Never slap a wrestler repeatedly, because it will always, always, always wake them up. <laughs> Unless you're Minoru Suzuki, and you just slap it- people to death. That's true. In which case... Mizuru Suzuki is the exception. He can slap whoever he wants, whatever he wants. <laughs> so let's see. Bay then goes for his frog splash finisher. Shogun gets out of the way. Bay then just keeps super kicking Shogun in the face. But he literally just will not go down, no matter how much he keeps hitting him. And then, literally after like five or six kicks to the face, Bay comes running towards him. And this man literally punches him in the stomach and flips him inside out. Ooh. Never seen anyone use a punch to knock someone inside out, but I loved it because it was really just my putting over how Shogun literally just needs to hit him once and he's just going to evaporate like paper. Mm-hmm. But he can't keep up with them. He then power bombs Bay with the. And Bay. This power bomb was huge, but Bay's kickout was literally so close to the count of three that everyone in the crowd thought that he had won the match off of that. Like, I'm talking, like, Bay literally raised his arm in the air, like, literally, like, a millisecond before the guy's hand hit the mat. Like, I'm pretty sure I heard the hand hit the mat. Wild. Okay. So then... It was, that, it was like, that close? Yeah. Like, it was, like, so close that I was like, oh, boy. It was, well, like, was... <laughs> two, it was like, two and nine tenths. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. So, Shogun then goes for his choke slam, and he, uh, Bay, and then as he's raising Bay up by his neck, he just high knees him right in the face, like, as he's lifting him up, like, uses the momentum up. Shogun then slaps him in the chest and knocks him down. He goes for the choke slam again, but Bay counters it into a triangle, which almost chokes him out, because his face is face down, he's just in the mat, right? The ref does the hand thing, where it's like, one, two, no response. And on the third one, he stops himself, and then flips off Bay, who looks like, just like a, what? How are you still... What the fuck? <laughs> That's the best, where it's just like the blah... Mm-hmm. And uh, no, yeah, fuck you, dude. Now we get <laughs> finally we come to the finish where Shogun lifts Bay up with a one arm and hits a one armed buckle bomb because he lifts him up out of the triangle that he's got on him. And Rough. then he goes to Lariat Bay. Bay dodges it and then hits a very impressive springboard cutter from across the ring for the win because Shogun is so exhausted after the triangle that he can't kick out of it. That's fair. 
this was a good match. It didn't give sounds, me the does again sounds sounds like it. Mm -hmm. This match didn't give me the feeling of like a mark out when I finished. But I when I was done with this match, I was very happy that I had watched it. I give this oh, match nice. a high meh. It's like a well done David versus Goliath match. Like I really nice. enjoyed how they committed to the fact that well Shogun didn't get a lot of offense when he got the offense. Bay sold it like he was dying another life and coming back. Good Fair match. Enough. Fair enough. Nice, 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 nice. Okay, yeah. well, now that you got your first match, you got a, we got a high met over right. there. Now, so hit, now me, hit me with your match. I'm ready. So my my first match is from Black Label Pro. Always a good one. We have Alley Cat taking on Chris Wolf. Ooh. <laughs> so this, this, uh, this match is just basically dog versus cat. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> or I guess wolf versus cat. But because this match starts off with the, like the bell's about to ring, mm -hmm. and then the the crowd starts doing like the crowd starts howling for Chris Wolf, of course, and it scares Alley Cat, who uh, jumps course. up on the top turnbuckle and like begs the crowd to stop because she's terrified because she's a cat. <laughs> yes, because she's a cat. Uh, <laughs> and then the ref actually doesn't start the match for a little bit. Oh my! God. Until Alley Cat like gets down. <laughs> That's some ridiculous shit that I love. It's funny. It's funny. It is. It's just, it's, it's, it's like this match is good, but it also is just like has the funny moments. Like it starts mm -hmm. off with them giving each other gifts. Core. Oh, oh, never mind. What, like Chris, what? like Chris Wolf gives Alley Cat something. And mm. then while Alley Cat's putting it down, Wolf like, like bites her or something. Mm. I, and then uh... Alley Cat gives Wolf something. And then while Wolf is putting it away, Alley Cat like goes up behind her and is like, <sighs> Like, oh. she's going to pounce on her, and then Wolf turns around. <laughs> I thought you, when you started that, I thought you were going to say they were going to start hissing at each other or something like that, which I was like, oh, okay, but when you said gifts, I was like, huh? Was yeah, like, no, they don't, yeah. Alley Cat does hiss at uh, Wolf. It's, 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 a, it's a funny start. Mm -hmm. um, but the match eventually does get underway, and mm -hmm. these two, uh, Wolf gets a, a quick, like, couple of moves in. Alley Cat's not really getting in much offense, and they fight to the outside. Mm-hmm. Okay, they fight to the outside, and then Alley Cat goes to do a suicide dive, but again, too scared. <laughs> and the crowd and Chris Wolf all start chanting, "You can do it! You got this! Come on, you can do it!" And she finally gets, she finally goes to do it, and mm -hmm. then Chris Wolf like stops it. Oh my god! <laughs> and she ends up rolling to the outside, and they fight on the outside for a little bit. Uh, Alley Cat throws Chris Wolf over the bar barricade into the crowd. Mm-hmm. So they start fighting in the crowd a little bit. They're like walking through the crowd, brawling. Of course. And then Wolf is like sitting like back to a table, and she's like pretty vulnerable. And then Alley Cat looks like she's walking up to Wolf, mm -hmm. but then keeps walking past Wolf. And you're like, "Where is she going?" And it turns out there was an empty box sitting <laughs> sitting ringside. Oh my! God. And you know, and you know how cats can't resist boxes. Oh my god! So Alley Cat just sits in this box. <laughs> If it fits, I sit. If it fits, if she fits, she does sit. Oh my god. This is true. So Alley Cat gets in the box, and then while Alley Cat is sitting in the box, Chris Wolf just runs in from off screen and just super kicks her out of oh. the box. <laughs> I. Oh my god. I. Oh uh, my That sounds hilarious. It's like the cutting. This just, match is wham. very gimmicky. It's very on brand for both of them, and it's very gimmicky. But I liked it. 
Hmm. Um. Like I said, the box the box was very on break. The box was very good, and then uh they get back in the ring. Uh, Wolf throws Alley Cat into the corner, mm-hmm. and then goes to like run in. You know, like you know how they like throw him into the corner, and then like go to run into them. Yeah. Alley Cat, instead of like hopping over her or like sidestepping it. Mm-hmm. She gets up with her like 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 she uses her arms to get up. Okay. And then does a Luthez press. The hell is a Luthez press? It's like the thing where like it's you know how when Rey Mysterio used to do the thing with the 619 where it wasn't the splash but he would like jump into them. Oh, drop a dime. While they were standing. Yeah, yeah like drop that. A dime. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, it, about, was, yeah okay. it was it was like that. Except also a Luthez press is like when um they jump on them and start punching them. Oh, uh, oh, okay, I get you now. Uh, except Alley Cat didn't start punching. She so she like hops up and like uses and like jumps into her forward. <laughs> you know what I'm talking? Like, you know, do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. I'm following it. Yeah, and and like takes her down like that, and then rolls through and hits like a. I forgot what she does afterwards. I think she hit like a ends up hitting like a big clothesline or something. Mm. Uh, what I, I just thought the reversal was cool because I haven't seen anything like it before. Nice, nice. I always like when you find when we uh find stuff that we haven't seen be, done before in matches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, in it, was, it was definitely interesting. It was like a little thing that like stood out to me in the match. It, like, wasn't like a huge part of the match, but I was like, oh, that was neat. Mm. Uh, then a little later, they're in the corner again, and uh, Alley Cat's in the corner. Wolf like throws her legs, so she's sitting on the ropes, like facing the crowd. Mm-hmm. And Wolf bounces off the ropes and does one of those sliding Germans where she slides to the outside and pulls her back. Oh, off the okay. Ropes. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so she like slid and like grabbed her, grabbed her like tights and just like yanked her off the ropes while she mm-hmm. slid slid under. That was really cool. Um, then they have a little bit of the sequence. Ali Cat gets the upper hand, ends up hitting the pussy pile driver and winning the match. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty good. Like it was, it was pretty short. Uh, it was very gimmicky in the beginning, but these two definitely uh, had had a solid match. I'm gonna give it a meh. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was like phenomenal or anything like groundbreaking, but it was fun. It was fun. Mm. So I'll, I'll I'll give it the meh. Definitely go check it out if you're into if you're into gimmick stuff. If you're into Alley Cat. If you're into Chris Wolf, uh, go give go give that a look. It's over on Black Label Pro's YouTube channel for free. God, YouTube is so nice for indie wrestling. Isn't it just? But see, it makes it makes watching it a lot easier. That's for damn sure. Also, it helps that indie indie promotions always post their stuff to YouTube mm-hmm. for free, which is always nice. Yeah, but I, I can just go to like Black Label Pro's YouTube channel and find a bunch of matches, or like Beyond Wrestling's YouTube channel and find a bunch of matches. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so definitely go check that out if you're into it. I give it a meh. Uh, let's get into your second match this week, Zach. Okay, for this next match, I decided to go for. Avery Taylor, never heard of her before, versus Kylan King. Have heard about her before. I've actually seen a few matches of hers on AEW. And oh, cool. Ignite Wrestling. Okay. Uh, first off, just a fun thing about this match is that this takes place in a brewery, which is... A brewery? Yeah, brewery. Interesting. Like you can okay. see the barrels and stuff. I always like how indie promotions can have matches in like unconventional places, like a bar, like a gymnasium, the middle of a field... List goes on. Mm-hmm. So this is a classic. Taylor's the heel here. 
I think she's I think she's from Asbury Park, I think is how they they announced her. She's from New Jersey, I know that much. Just like they do with uh Janella, but he's mm-hmm. really from Hazlitt. Yeah. <laughs> uh King is the face, the crowd are really behind her. Uh this match was fine. As far as uh, I can give you as a quick summarization if you wanted to hear that. It was fine. Nothing really stood up for this ma- for me in this match. So there were a few moments that I enjoyed, which I will go into now. Okay. All right. So the match starts up with a collar and elbow tie-up between the two with King coming out on top. And uh, she forces the – like, she's, like, got Taylor in, like, the corner. And she's, like, yelling at the ref to get her off for, like, you know, the usual heel stuff. Mm-hmm. The two fight for a bit more, which leads into a uh, – a sequence where each one tries to roll each other up with different types of roll-ups to see if they can get a cheeky quick win off the other ones. Doesn't work, obviously. But King does mm-hmm. end up coming out on top with a series of arm drags after getting out of uh, Taylor's pin attempt, and then she hits her with a huge slam where she like kind of picks her up and just plants her into the ground. Okay. Uh, let's see. Taylor, though, is able to take control once she dodges King's attack in the corner by going to the apron. She then pulls her head down over the top rope, which garrots her a bit, and then she... Which knocks her down, and then she uh, kicks her in the head a uh, several times before she uh, falls and drapes over the middle rope out towards the outside. Because at this point, Taylor's still in the apron, and then Taylor does the—I uh, think she like kicks her in the head or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, anyway, I said that. Yeah, she kicks her in the head after she draped herself. My bad. I got myself turned around there. Yeah, no worries. Taylor does the classic heel maneuver of just grinding the face down the corner and on the ropes, using everything that she can, using the maximum count. Choking her out on the ropes, grinding her face in the corner. You you know the drill if you've seen any wrestling matchup until this point. Mm-hmm. She does, however, uh, I, I wrote down here, spice things up a bit with a cool sequence where she uh, throws King to the corner, running back elbows her, then rolls them both forward, and then kicks King in the head just as the two of them land on the mat. If you got what okay. I mean. Which I thought was really kind just Kind like, of. So, like, she grabs her by the head, like, where she, like, so they're both standing, right? Mm-hmm. She rolls forward, holding King's head in her, in her arm, like, where her chin's, like, kind of on her shoulder. King is woozy, so she ends up sitting down on the ground. Taylor flips okay. over, and she's now standing, and she immediately then kicks her in the face as she rolls up to sit. You know what I mean? Oh, yep, got, got it now. Yeah, I was, when I saw that, I was like, ooh, I'm like, all right, nice. I'm like, That's, I like that. I'm like, do more stuff like that. King is able to make enough of a comeback after this, though, in which she uh, is able to backdrop Taylor, and uh, it leaves them both wiped out at this point. King then gets up and starts to make her comeback with the duo of clotheslines, which she follows up to with a kick to the head, which I thought was probably the best sounding. Ah, yes, I remember this now. I'm reading out my notes here. She does like a round, like a like a just a standard roundhouse kick to her head, but it had like a lot of like impact to it, and it was the best looking and best sounding strike of the whole match, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. She then hits a running back elbow in the corner, a kick to the gut, and then a suplex to finish it off. King does try to continue this, but uh, Taylor then is able to get her boot up in the corner when she runs at her to stop her. She then throws her into the corner and then kicks her in the chest so that she falls down and sits and is now sitting in the corner instead. At this point, okay. King's hair gets stuck in the corner, so the ref has to help. And it's during this time that Taylor's just like, well, F it. And she just cannonballs King in the corner as the ref's like just getting out of the way of getting her hair stuck from the turnbuckle. She then hits a good-looking senton, which looks really nice. It's kind of like, um, what's the word? You know Kira Tozawa's senton? Mm-hmm. It was, it was basically that. Just not as, it was, like, it was, it was basically that senton, basically. You know what I mean? Good yes. impact. Ring was very, like, the ring had a lot of, like, um, it made a lot of sound when, like, they hit the mat, so it made everything sound like it hurt a lot more than it probably did, which helped this match. Mm-hmm. Taylor then Fair. argues with the ref for a little bit here because, of course, that should have won her the match. What do you mean? And she tries to keep her advantage, but King then hits her with a spine buster. 
And we finally get to the finish where King picks Taylor up. The two then exchange a few strikes with Taylor coming out on top after she uh, tries to roll King up. King gets out. She super kicks her in the face. Taylor then okay. tries to... Uh, Taylor then goes to the turnbuckle and tries to set something up. But King is able to get her leg <laughs> something. out. Something. Don't and know what. But I, something. All I have written down here is that she tries to then set something up in retaliation. But King is able to get her... Is able to kick her leg out from underneath her. And then mm-hmm. hit her with a shining wizard for the win. All right. Just a standard heel versus face affair. Nice action. I will say... If I were to give a complaint, the camera work in this match left a lot to be desired. Oh. It was like... Rough camera work always hurts. It was hurts. one camera, I'm pretty sure, that they had as the feed. Ooh. As a result, a lot of the, the ropes would get in the way, like, in between some stuff. The shots would be shaky and out of focus at times, too. Mm-hmm. And, like, it left me kind of like a... Mm. It really makes you appreciate when a promotion has, like, really good camera work and, like, has, like, focused shots and it doesn't get in the way of the action. But it doesn't, like... But it's not, like, too hectic. You know what I mean? Yes. So yeah, Got it. the match gets a meh for me. It's not the okay. fine match. Nothing bad. Nothing really stood out. There's those few spots that I mentioned before that I thought were good. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Not bad, not bad. Yeah. All right. Batista, you know what? Ooh. I've had enough. I've had enough of the mez today. <laughs> we're busted out of this one. Hit me with My it. next match, spoiler alert, is going to be a mark out. Oh, shit. All right. We got, we got. Blake Christian. Yes, my man. I fucking love Blake Christian. Blake Christian taking on Benjamin Carter from the GCW Acid Cup. Acid Cup? That sounds... From the Acid Cup. Sounds like metal as hell, and I love it. It was it was right around when COVID, like, first dropped. Okay. Like, around that time. Gotcha. Uh, But this match, these two guys are insane. <laughs> I know about... about christian as a uh, obviously but i've never heard of carter so elaborate how insane is this man this match these two it's like watching like yeah you, you ever watch two what do they call them you ever see the the flash on the cw yeah you know how they call them like uh what do they call the people who are fast speedsters or something like that yeah speedster it's speedster. like watching flash and reverse flash fight <laughs> I like that. It's like they're both moving so fast. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to follow what's going on because both of them are just doing stuff all the time. It's just a blur, and like every once in a while, it's someone li- hits someone with something, and you're like, "Oh shit!" That's literally what this match was. <laughs> this match, it just like hits you in bursts, right? It's mm-hmm. like they go, 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 then then one hits a move and knocks the other down. Mm. And it's like, okay, we get a little bit of a respite. But then the person who knocked the other person down goes for a move to, like, finish it. And then the person who got knocked down reverses it, and they start their whole own thing. With, <laughs> and it's just back and forth the yeah, entire indeed. time where these two just keep, like, oh, he's got a sequence in on him. Now he's got a sequence in on him. Now they're doing a sequence <laughs> on each other. And now they're doing this. It's like watching a pinball game with oh, two my. people. <laughs> it's like... It's not even just a pinball game. It's like pinball when you get the multi-ball bonus, and there's like... Oh, and you can only focus on, like, one area, because if you try to look at the whole thing, it's just impossible. You just get lost. Yeah. Okay, so some, some spots that... um, So there's so some spots that stood out to me. Hmm. There was one spot where uh, Carter gets Christian with a drop kick, mm-hmm. and Christian rolls out of the ring, and he's on the outside, right? Yeah. And Carter sees that Christian's on the outside 
and he go and he I do he sprints to the <laughs> to the corner, jumps up, goes to do a moonsault. But by time he's on the top rope, mm-hmm. Christian's already halfway back in the ring. Oh my god! And he hit he does the moonsault because he didn't see Christian run behind him. Of does course. the moonsault, lands on his feet. But by the time he lands, Christian's already in the middle of a suicide dive. Oh wow! <laughs> like this dude got up on the top. I swear to God, this dude got up on the rope in like a split. Like he jumped up to the top rope. Like he didn't take a long time climbing at all. He was but still there. by the time he was up there, Christian was already bouncing off the ropes to get ready for that suicide dive. That's wow. That's I am speed. <laughs> Lands on his feet. Uh, Carter lands on his feet. Christian immediately hits him with a tope. Uh, Christian throws Carter into the ring, mm-hmm. to which Carter rolls to his feet and hits his own tope. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's just never ending. It never does. It never ever Damn, does. That sounds nuts. Um, yeah. Then they get back in the ring, and Christian has Ben Ben Carter in the corner, mm-hmm. and. This is when Christian just says, oh, fast stuff? F it. I'm just going to hit him. And he just goes, chop, 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 <laughs> chop, chop. <laughs> he just hits him with, like, like 10 chops. Just, like, not like not like the big, like, one. It was, like, bop, 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 <laughs> I know what you're talking Machine about. Machine gun chops just straight to his chest. And Carter was just, like, Carter's chest was just, like, beat red. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, Afterwards, it's it like, was so please rough. stop. <laughs> yeah. Um. Then afterwards, uh, there's this one spot where they keep hitting each other with different moves. Mm-hmm. Like they're bouncing off the ropes. Like Christian hits an elbow, then Carter comes back with an insiguri, then Christian comes back with like a, a roundhouse kick, mm-hmm. and then Carter ends up going for a big move, which Christian reverses, and then all of a sudden. Ben Carter is on like the bottom rope, and Christian hits a six one nine on the bottom ropes. Oh wow! I just realized you meant you said like the literal bottom. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Uh, like he like Christian ends up like tripping Carter, and Carter like lands on like the yeah, bottom, bottom rope. Christian does a six one nine on the bottom rope, and then immediately hops up into a four fifty. Oh what? That's can't be that athletic man come on that's just unfair it's not fair it's not fair that people are can do these things oh my god that's that's, that's... <laughs> meanwhile i can't meanwhile blake christian's doing bot like low like like bottom rope 619s into 450s and mean and i have <laughs> trouble getting off the couch <laughs> god. like damn um yeah like this match this match like happens in bursts like i said it's like mm. Short little burst of action. Like, these two, like, go ham for a little bit. Then one of them hits a big move and just ends up getting a little bit of a break. We end up getting a little bit of a break. And then it's just back to, back to just. <laughs> back to pinballs. Yeah. There was uh, a part, uh, a point where Carter finally gets the upper hand. Mm-hmm. And he has Christian set up and he goes for a Phoenix splash. Okay. But Christian rolls out of the way and Carter almost lands on his feet. Almost. From a Phoenix splash. But trips up a little bit, and it looked like he, like, it looked like he landed weird and, like, tweaked his knee. Mm. Like, the way he lands definitely didn't look good. Oh, you know, no. I thought he was going to say his ankle. Oh, no. He, no, he, he, he keeps going with the match, and he, and he looks like he's fine. And he, and he still moves, like, really, really fast. But I don't know, man. When he landed, it looked wrong. Damn. Like, anyway, this, this gets 
uh, Christian into another crazy sequence, which ends in him, like, hopping up and getting him into a rear naked choke, like a coquina clutch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, like, hops into it. Like, he jumps and, like, grabs him and drink, then yeah. brings him to the ground. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Uh, he holds him in there for a little bit. Everyone, I, I think Janela's on commentary. He's like, he's like, no way he gets out of this. He's tapping out right here. It looks like Carter's about to pass out. And then Carter gets a burst of energy. He shakes his fist and he rolls over to the ropes. Oh, my God. And gets a rope break. After the rear naked choke, Christian goes up to do another 450, I think. Mm-hmm. But then Carter jumps up and catches him on the top rope. Oh, shit. And, yeah, hits him with a Spanish fly. <laughs> of course. Rolls through the Spanish fly, hops up on the opposite turnbuckle, and hits a Phoenix Splash. Oh, Jesus. What the fuck? He goes from a Spanish fly, gets right up, goes to the other side, and just Phoenix Splashes Christian. God damn, dude. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, and then he gets up on the top rope again. Christian catches him, but does a reverse Spanish fly. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Like, yeah. Uh, he does a reverse Spanish fly. Then he hits his hidden blade knee. Mm. Or the elbow. I think it's called. I think it's that, that like, sliding elbow he does called the hidden blade. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, so he goes from the reverse Spanish fly into the hidden blade into a 450. And he finally ends this crazy match. Jesus. Christian wins with that crazy end scene. This match is bonkers. Sounds fucking bonkers. If you couldn't tell, this match is nutty. Energy personified. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is easily, like I said in the beginning, I already spoiled it, but this is a mark out. Like, no, no doubt in my mind. I'd be surprised this if match it was after all that. nuts. This match was nuts. Uh, these two absolutely just, just like... I don't even know. I still can't process what I saw. Like, my brain is still processing the speed. Like, their brains are, like, their brains are, like, supercomputers. Mine's, like, Internet Explorer, like, trying <laughs> to keep up. Like, what is happening? That, your brain just breaks when you just hear, like, the dun. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're in, like, 2022, and my brain's like, when's the Area 51 invasion again? <laughs> when are we doing that? <laughs> Wow, shout out to the to that Area 51 invasion meme. Jeez, that was that took like forever ago. I just realized what you were talking about. I was like, holy shit. When are we raiding Area 51 again? Oh, wow. Did That's I... where my brain was. Meanwhile, Carter and Christian are in like 2024 playing like living cyberpunk. Tw- like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh possible. my god. It was nutty. It was absolutely bonkers nutty. Um... Yeah, so definitely go check that out. It's another free one on GCW's YouTube channel from the Acid Cup uh, of 2020. Uh, so go check that out if you can. Definitely worth it. Nice. Blake Christian versus Benjamin Carter putting on a banger of a match. So that that is both of our matches this week, both of our single matches we watched. Now it's now we're going to get into the one we both took a look at, mm-hmm. which was from another GCW event called Last Resort. Yes. Uh, we, we watched Juicy Finale versus KTB. Uh, Zach, I just talked for 10 minutes and my throat kind of hurts about Blake Christian <laughs> Benjamin Carter. What did you think about this match? Take us away. This is a Haas fight if I've ever seen one, though it was odd seeing KTB is the non-dominant combatant in this one. He's also slimmed down quite a bit. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looks great. He looks great in this one. Yeah, he looks great. So this match is during COVID time. Everyone's space. Compared out. to Juicy, he looks small. Yes, that is very true. In case any of you haven't seen Juicy, uh, Juicy's a very large lad. 
Juicy Finau is a very large lad, but he is a very good professional wrestler. Yes, he is. These two, just, it is just a fucking, uh, to quote JR, slobber knock if I've ever seen one. Mm-hmm. Like, the beginning of this match is literally KTV trying to knock or move Juicy down, and it's just, he's just a unit that just doesn't care. And then, of course, <laughs> he just double chops KTV and just knocks him down, and then KTV gets up, and then he's like, oh, I'm in pain, and then he just falls right over again to the floor. I was like, I, <laughs> I maybe chuck yeah, a the lot fact of when when KTB can't move a person, you know it's serious. Yeah, he is. He, I mean, he's part of Iron Beast. He is a fucking machine. That's man. what I'm saying. When 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 KTB can't can't move someone, you know it's a problem because you you know they're like he, he's 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 sitting above his weight class here. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see. KTB uh, is able to dodge Juicy in the corner when he's in there. Uh, he tries going for a spear, but Juicy literally just catches him mid spear and just throws him out of the ring. Mm-hmm. He then goes for a suicide dive, which I would have popped if I saw that, but uh, instead KTB elbows him in the face just as he's going through the ropes to stop him. He then yes. gets into the rings and tries to run the ropes and hit Juicy, but Juicy just kind of catches him and then hits his, and I'm, I've, we've seen this in person, Juicy's got a beautiful Samoan drop. Shit yes. looks nice, and it was yeah. awesome when he did it on Yeah, Juicy's KTB Samoan here. drop was awesome. Love his Samoan drop. Gives me some Umaga vibes. Mm-hmm. So, of course, KTB's now on the outside, because, again, he's, like, the smaller dude, which is weird to see, but it's kind of like when I saw that Jordan Grace and Silver match, where I was like, I've never seen Grace being the not the powerful one here. But continue. Mm-hmm. So then KTB yeah. gets a chair and hits Juicy with it. Juicy doesn't give a shit. <laughs> he hits him in the stomach, and it's like, oh, and then he hits him in the back, and Juicy just stands up. It's like, I made a huge it's mistake. It's like, ooh, oh, you well, made a mistake. I have watched way too much Up, Up, Down, Down, Uno because I've got fucking Cesaro's uh, soundboard. I've made a huge mistake in my head. Now. <laughs> he hits him in the back, and then Juicy stands up. He just stands uh, up. And then he ends up, he, he puts KTB on the chair. He sits him on the chair. Yeah, he, uh, he uppercuts him, slams him onto the apron, puts him in the chair, gets on top of the apron, and then just hits a rolling senton onto KTB through the chair. Oh my god, imagine that man oh. just hit, imagine that man just rolling into you like a truck. Nope, and eventually... Just like, burr, burr. And then there's a spot later in this match where he did it again to KTB, and I was like, god, that must have fucking sucked. You know, with the rolling senton off the top rope, and it's yeah. like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Like, the ring dented. Oh my god. Like, it literally, the, ling- the ring shook when he hit it. Crazy. So, okay, Juicy gets him back into the ring, and he just continues to dominate him. He tries to go to the top, but KTB is able to hit him with a springboard dropkick, which knocks him to the floor. He then hits a suicide, suicide dive on Juicy, but doesn't knock Juicy down, so he just grabs him and throws him to the ring. Mm-hmm. He then starts to chop the shit out of him. Uh, Juicy then eventually, though, gets down to his knees when he starts to knock his legs down, because he, because as commentary states, Juicy's like a tree, and if you just try to hit his, the upper half of him, it's not going to work, but if you take the legs out, it's better for you. Yeah. So eventually, he's on his knees, and he isn't getting up immediately. In case he, he tries to crossbody him, but he just bounces off of him, which <laughs> was way more comedic than it should have that been. That was pretty it. good, yeah, where he just, like, jumps at him, and, and Juicy just stands there, and he just donk, donk. <laughs> so KTB then gets put into position, and Juicy hits a, as we said, a massive senton from the top. Just like a bag of bricks just falls onto KTB's chest. Oh, God yeah. bless the man for willing to take that spot because it looked awesome when he did it. Oh yeah, it did. It looked great. Mm-hmm. 
So KT after a KTP kicks out, Juicy goes for a Vader bomb, but KTP stops him and then power bombs him. But Juicy kicks out at one. Yes, he kicks out at fucking one. And I was like, what? <laughs> Just stands up. And then this for me, this is a little bit. Then we get to the finish where then KTB slaps and just kicks the shit out of Juicy. And then after two attempts, is able to get Juicy onto his shoulders and plant him so that he can then hit his springboard moose salt or the beast salt for the win. The beats, the beast salt. salt. Yeah, ends up yeah. winning this match. I'm gonna be honest with you. Mm. Wasn't ready for it. Wasn't expecting KTB to come out on top. Neither here. was I. Yeah, that was one thing I was gonna say that I didn't want to affect it when I just stated the match is that the finish was really sudden because like after he kicked out at one, I was expecting like him to go like another couple rounds with KTB, but no, he just get beast salted and done after he dominated KTB the entire match. Yeah, I definitely wasn't ready for KTB to end up winning here, but uh, still a good yeah. win, still a great I match. match. I had fun. I also enjoyed the match. You give it. I don't know if it was markout levels for me, but it was still very good. I'll give for it a me, high. I meh. gave it a meh. Wasn't my wasn't my favorite okay. match. There were definitely some entertaining as hell spots, and I was glad to see Juicy got another good showing. He had one. So I remember mm-hmm. when we watched the the uh, what the hell is it? The uh, there's not the Rumble. What the hell? What the hell is it? The clusterfuck. Yes. I at Joey Janela's yeah, Spring I distinctly break remember spring thinking to forever. myself, and I also heard someone telling Juicy this afterwards that Juicy made a really big impact in that match, and I'm glad to see that he's. He made a really he made a really big impact at the collective yeah, in general because he just he flew out his, he flew out on his own dime oh, yeah. just to help out just to help just to help him out. He, I'm glad to see that he's still doing and, it. And and he he wasn't even he wasn't even meant to have a spot in that in the <sighs> the um the the clusterfuck but ended up getting one because of just how mm-hmm. how great he was and how helpful he was backstage and he ended up making a a lot of a lot of good friends i yeah i like i like juicy i like i like ktv a lot and like i know from mm-hmm. his matches with like iron beast with shane mercer and himself i knew that he would do well in this match and i was glad to see that it was a good match to put on okay yeah yeah it was a really i was a really it was a good match i, I liked a lot that he had KTB KTB always just puts on like a good, solid, decent mm-hmm. match. I feel like KTB hasn't disappointed me yet. <laughs> I don't think he has for me either. I mean, he's just good, man. Some people are just yeah. good. Some people are just good at wrestling. All right. Well, that is all of our matches this week. Uh, we we've done our individual matches. We've done the match we watched together. Uh, that just leaves us with one thing left to do, Zach, and that is the double down. The double down. It's now time to find out if the match was, you know, actually good or bad. I don't know. It's time for the Double Down. This is a segment of the show where me and Zach flash back to last week and we watch matches from each other's perspectives. Uh, Zach, who started off in the Double Down last week? That would be you because I had Killer Kelly versus uh, Lady Valkyrie and I popped off on that match for like 15 minutes longer than I've ever done for a double down match. Okay. Well, since I went so first, like, since I went first in the double down last week, let's hear what match. Let's hear let's, let's hear the surprise. I've 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 left this one. Okay, I wasn't sure after last week I wasn't sure which match I should give Zach to watch. Uh he had the choice. You I believe you had the choice between Willow Nightingale and Holla Dead mm-hmm. or Priscilla Kelly and Chris Dickinson. Yes? Yes. That is correct. Let's hear what Zach decided to choose for his double down for his double down uh, match right now. Mm-hmm. All right. So I had a lot to consider when I had this match because I think that the Priscilla Kelly Chris Dickinson match would be great. 
But I have wanted to see a really, really good Hall of Dead match in a long-ass time. Every single time I've watched her wrestle, like, I've just seen a match that was good, and I'm like, I know she can do better, and I know that she's got more in it. So, when you popped off about this match with Willow, I was like, I'm gonna watch that match. And okay. that's what I did. That, honestly, not what I expected you to pick. I also thought that, too. I was like, I'm like, I'm like it is so me to just pick the match where the where Dickinson and Kelly just kick the shit out of each other. But I wanted to, I wanted a holiday match was the main thing, and also because I'm down to see something new. Mm-hmm. Well, not someone new, but like just like a new matchup that I probably wouldn't have found. Fair I didn't enough. know about this match. All right, so let's hear what, let's hear what you thought about. First it. things first, I absolutely loved how time flew by for me in this match. Yeah, I just there was a point in time where I remember I started the match and then I looked over at my phone and somehow six of the twelve minutes of this match had passed by and I was like, where the fuck did that time go? Yeah, this match was good. Here's some spots I liked at the beginning. I thought that Willow doing a cartwheel and then kicking Holly dead in the side of the face was great. Mm-hmm. I, I've i seen Willow do a, a couple good matches, but you know it's always nice when she do, shows off her athletic side to it. I really liked the spot where Holly dead gets Willow stuck in the corner and then yanks her back onto her knee in like the backbreaker sword maneuver. Looked nasty, and I love that. Mm-hmm. I thought the theme of this match was simple yet effective for me, and I liked it. Simple but which effective. Is very, very simply, the two of them are both in such a similar mindset that they just keep kept going at each other and trying to outdo the other one over and over again. Like a spot, for example, there's a spot where I distinctly remember one of them, I believe, kicks the other one in the face and then hits a huge spine buster. I think Willow hits it first. Then Holly Dead responds in kindly by doing it again when she gets in control of the match. Literally the same. And then at the end of the match, when they're fighting, they literally are at a point where they just keep hitting each other with the same strike over and over again. That was off. That was cool. I like that a lot. Yes. Very I cool. was very happy that the finish of this match had the exclamation point that I thought it deserved, which was the fucking tape a table door exploding when Willow crashed through it. Yes, it is it is GCW, so it is a door. It is a door, but it like it had that pop to it that I always like I always like finishes that have like a really nice like mm-hmm. really like definitive, like really nice conclusion to it. Though, as you've seen last week, if you want to watch that episode, hey, Hey. If, the, if the finish makes sense, I am a fan of it. I love this match. This match, the best way I can describe it, is like a five-hour energy drink. <laughs> you just, Fair enough. You, you, it's quick. You take it. You get a shot of energy in the arm. It's really nice. And then suddenly it's it's over. And it's, it hasn't outstayed its welcome. It didn't do too much. wasn't overbooked. It did exactly what an opening, like a preview opening match for a pay-per-view should do, which is to get me amped to see the rest of the show and be pumped as hell for when the show starts. It did exactly what it had to do. Yep. I like which it. Which is why I will give this match a markout. Hey, I also gave the match was, a markout. I thought it was very good. I'm glad you thought so I, as well. Yes, I was very pleased. Like I said, like these two... What like from bell to bell? Like when you talk about the endurance, these two literally did not stop. Oh yeah, very literally bell to bell. Yep, (laughs) there were literal points in the match. Like there were like a few where the two of them were down, but like then they would immediately get back up and get right into another spot. Mm -hmm. They were hit each other really hard. All their moves had a lot of impact. I liked it. Like this match didn't need to be like another like a classic like super like storytelling match. This is just a nice like just fun wrestling match. It's just full of action. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, this would be a match that I could probably show someone who's just starting wrestling and be like, "This is what wrestling is." Here's a good, a good, li- a good starting point for wrestling. It's like this is a good wrestling match. These two did awesome. There's a little bit yeah. of hardcore stuff with the door, mm-hmm. with the chair, like, right. 
and you then you wipe your hands feel like an evil villain. It's like now I get to show you storyline. Yeah, that's when it gets it's like real. now here comes the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. Yeah, very happy to finally see a really good Holly Dead match, and I always I I've enjoyed Willow Nightingale pretty much every match I've seen her in. I think. Me too. Not, me too. I'm in the same boat with Willow with Willow Nightingale. I feel like I feel like I haven't. I, she's another one where it's like I've never been disappointed. You know, mm-hmm. whenever Willow Nightingale's in a match, I, I always come out of that match and I'm like, that was a good one. <laughs> it's always nice when you find a wrestler like that. Yes. All right. So <laughs> after that, uh, you gave me Fidel Bravo versus Ryan Kidd from yes. SoCal Pro. Oh, I hope you like this match as much as I did. This match. Was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> these two absolutely killed it. Um, I, I have I have written down here. It was like cheesy, but in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. Like oh, like the like the the taunting the like just the way these two interacted with each other and interacted with the crowd. It just felt like somebody in like a TV show doing a parody of pro wrestling. But mm-hmm. doing a very good parody of pro wrestling. Yeah, I see what you're getting with that. Yeah, um, like Bravo is literally so over the top half the time when he does stuff, and I yeah, love Bravo's so over much. the top. Ryan Kidd was an asshole the whole time. He kept doing taunts. He kept rubbing it in Fidel Bravo's face. Bravo was like mm-hmm. groggy at one point, and and Kidd was like, "Oh, oh, are you okay?" And then just goes into a move like making he just makes yeah. fun of it every opportunity he could get. I. Oh my god, like when they started making fun of each other and they were getting hurt, I was like, yeah. I don't know who the face of the heel is, but I love it. Yeah. Like, um, every every move that kid hit felt like it had impact. Like, mm-hmm. every single chop, every single kick just sounded loud, you know? Yep. This gave it the old thigh slap, baby. It sounded great. I don't know what it is with Luke. There was, doors, one, but like, there was oh, one point where he hits him with a kick. And he did the thigh slap so hard that he mm-hmm. was like holding his thigh like, ow! <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I love me some kicks with luchadors. They really like make it pop. Yeah, yeah. Um, very. It was, this whole match just popped. Like it was, Everything was so loud. Every hit was so hard. These guys like taunted the hell out of each other. They sold every move so well. Like every mm-hmm. every move seemed like very believable, and not, they mm-hmm. like the selling. I felt like it was never over the top. It was always exactly what it needed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, the storytelling was great between these two. They have had they had awesome move sets, like Fidel Bravo with the double arm hook, like your hook's arm behind his back and just hits him with a uh, backbreaker. That was sick. Oh, a backstabber. Lo- like that yeah, was so cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, just there were just so many crazy awesome moves in this match i don't know how the hell anyone kicked out of anything like after a certain period of time because it looked like they were just throwing like finishers at each other constantly mm-hmm. um so they were at one point uh toward the end of the match kid hits a big frog splash i don't want to go too heavy into it because we already covered it last week but uh mm-hmm. huge frog splash from kid and uh almost ends it but then tanner black runs to the ring i don't know who this is yeah. But Tanner Black <laughs> runs to the ring and he pulls the ref out, which distracts uh, Kid a little bit and lets Bravo hit his finisher and win the match. Yeah, the spinning Michinoku, Michinoku driver. Yes, yes, the spinning Michinoku driver. Uh, this match was awesome. It absolutely yeah. kicked ass. These two kicked each other's asses. Uh, it just felt right. The crowd was hot as the crowd was hot as a mm-hmm. like a frying pan. <laughs> like 
love it. There was that guy with the Vuvuzela. Yeah, the Vuvuzela. Every two <laughs> seconds, you just hear like, yeah. <laughs> from the crowd. It's like, oh, good. Uh, this, the, the crowd was on fire. This whole match just felt so. Man, it felt like it, like it, like when you picture a wrestling match, that's what that was, you know. Mm-hmm. Like when you picture like the stereotypical wrestling match, it was, it felt like that, and it was not in a bad way either. It was a very good match, and these two absolutely brought it. Uh, and it's definitely, I, I feel like it's definitely a hidden gem because there's no way I would have expected a match like this to come out of a high school gym, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah, so SoCal Pro put on something pretty amazing. Go check that out if you can. Uh SoCal mm-hmm. Pro Wrestling. Uh we got Fidel Bravo taking on Ryan Kidd. Uh match is awesome. If you like indie wrestling, this is about as indie as it gets. So mm-hmm. go check it out. Uh you said the match only has like a thousand views on YouTube or something like that. It's like something not a like lot, that. yeah. It is a small amount of matches. Say if you want if you want it, it's a small amount of views for a match this good. Definitely a hidden gem. Uh, so go check it out if you can, if you get the chance. Definitely worth it. These two absolutely killed it. Uh, I give it a mark out if it wasn't obvious. <laughs> I think it's just like, I have, like whenever we uh, pick matches, I always have like a set of matches in my head that I'm like, oh, I'm really glad I found that. This is like my second match on here that I was really, really glad that I found the match. Like, where mm-hmm. it was such a small amount of views for something so good. Now it makes me think. It's like, what's the what's your favorite match that we've had on this show so far? That we've had so that might, far. That might that might need to be a special episode down the line. That might have to be, but if I have to say it, it would probably be. Oh God, I'm trying to remember their names right now because um, I know exactly which one it is. I just don't want to mess up their names because I remember when we when I did this match, I fucked up their names so many times and I was so mad about it because I kept messing it up. Hold on, I'm gonna find it in a second. I found it. I figured it out. It's Daniel Garcia versus Kevin Bennett. Really? That, that match was good. Match? That match was very good. I have that is, I have mine too. Whatever you're ready. Yeah, that, continue. The reasoning for mine is that's because that's the first hidden gem that I found on this show, and I was like, God damn, that's what really like hooked me on indie wrestling. Like I liked it when I started, but that like hooked me with that shit. I was like, that was so fucking good. Mm-hmm. And it's only got like a couple thousand views on YouTube. I was like, the fuck? Yeah. It deserves better than that. I think my favorite match so far on this show has been probably Trevor Lee versus Chip Day. Oh, that's a good one. Too. From CWF, that from Mid Atlantic. That oh, match was that... insane. That match was a war. That match was like a four. Minutes. That was like a 45 minute long match. That match was insanity. God, that match is great. I haven't Trevor seen Lee versus Chip Day was an amazing, amazing. I think that's got to be it. That match was God. so good. God dang, dude. I completely forgot about that match. That match was, was so there. good. That match was a battle. Great fucking match. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, these that, those two. I don't know what Ooh. they I don't know what they were on that night, but oh my god. Everything's hit. What a banger. <laughs> oh my god. Alright. Well with that out of the way, that brings us to the end of another episode of Independent Waters. Remember, if you like this show, go give us that five star rating over on iTunes and leave us a review. Tell us what you like about the show and what we could change. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear from the audience. And speaking of hearing from the audience, if you would like to interact with us a little bit more, go follow us over on Twitter, over at CountOutPod, where we uh, share our thoughts on the wrestling world and the world in general and interact with you and have 
and we let you guys vote polls and stuff for our other show, Hit the Books, which I do with Ryan Knightsey every Friday, where we book our own version of Raw and SmackDown every single week. And we lead up to our own pay-per-views. We have Royal Rumble coming up in a couple of weeks. Ooh. Uh, hit, we're on, we're caught, we're right now, we're on the road to the road to WrestleMania. Uh, <laughs> how, do, how do you do the Rumble? I'm going to ask you after the show, that's probably... <laughs> This is this is gonna be the first this is gonna be the first time we did I think this is gonna be the first time we're doing the rumble set where we book separately on SmackDown and Raw. Oh shit. So I don't know. <laughs> I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um so go check that show out every Friday if you like fantasy booking. If you like New Japan and you like the G1 Supercard, go check out Ryan's show G1 and Only, where he talks about wrestlers who have been in the G1 climax one time and one time only. Uh, he does that every other Monday. Uh, his latest episode he releases about Ric Flair, which is very interesting. So go check that out if you can. It's a very good show, very awesome information, and very, very, very informative. Lots of research done by Ryan, and he puts on. Uh, it's a great show. A lot of work is put into it. A lot of love. I think you'll like it. Uh, so go check that out every other Monday, um, and go check out our YouTube channel where we post all kinds of video content. Um, you can check out vlogs. You can check out. Uh, me and Ryan announcing over 2K matches. Whatever your heart, little heart desires, we have over on the YouTube channel. And last but not least, go check out our website at cannotpod.com and go vote in our end of the year poll. Uh, we are ta- we are we are doing an end of the year like uh, uh, end of the year awards, the best of 2020. Uh, we have a little bit of article. We have a little article uh, explaining some of our picks for 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 the year end awards. So if you want, you can go to our our website cannotpod.com and right on the top there is a banner which lets you vote on who you think was the best of 2020 uh, and let us know. And we will be doing an award show towards the end of the month. So uh, get your votes in while you can. Mm-hmm. I believe that about wraps it up for the plugs. Unless you got anything over there, Zach. I never do, but one day I might. One day you're gonna, and it's going to surprise me. I'm going to be like, Zach, you got anything? You're going to say yes. I'm going to be like, okay, moving on. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> the double take. Like, yeah. What? Um, anyway, <laughs> Uh, I think that just leaves us with one thing left to say, and that is, remember, there's a gigantic sea of independent wrestling out there. So never stop exploring. This has been a Count Out Podcast.